What's up, Sweetest Honey Podcast? Today we have a very special guest that I know you all are going to love and adore. I cheered with her the last two years on DCC. She was Miss South Carolina 2016, Miss America Outstanding Teen 2013, and seriously one of the most beautiful people I've ever met, both inside and out. Please welcome the one and only Miss Rachel Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> So honored to be on the show. So proud of you for stepping into this calling and doing this and just excited to get it started. Yeah. Okay. So I met Rachel my first year auditioning to be a DCC and kind of a secret, but I was so nervous <laughs> to meet you because I had just seen you on Instagram and all the things. I was like, this girl is so beautiful and everyone had such great things to say about you. Um, but I didn't know, I was like, I don't know what to expect meeting you. And you were in my group too. Yeah, yeah, we were, um, that's right. But seriously, Rachel is like the sweetest little Southern belle you'll ever meet. <laughs> and I can't wait for you guys to get to know her. You are so sweet. And the same could be said for Claire. I remember when you were coming into training camp, you were all the hype, all the rage. <laughs> if you have not seen this girl dance, please pause the podcast right now. Go Google a video of her <laughs> dancing and then come back with us. Do you need to just witness her talent and yeah we hit it off it was so much fun in our, yeah. in our bubble dancing in away bubble. <laughs> i know i think the first thing we bonded over was the fact that we both love cracker barrel our love for cracker barrel yeah. our love for tim tebow and that's right yes, all the good things that's right <laughs> so you grew up in south carolina yep a super small town in south carolina if you're from the carolinas you may have heard of it if not probably <laughs> not but it's piedmont so it's in the upstate um Really cute, little yeah. bitty town. And then you went to school at Clemson, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I did. I did. I majored in communication studies. I was on the dance team there, and I was also a part of a sorority there as well. Very nice. Yeah, fun it, times. And then did you try out for DCC like right after Clemson, or did you take a break? Um, my situation was kind of unique because I had done uh, my South Carolina for a year. So I took like that full year off of school and then I came back and finished up one final semester. So I graduated in December. Wow. Okay. Um, and it was like I ended up graduating in three and a half years, but it was over the course of a lot longer time because oh, wow. I took that like year break to, to do my South Carolina. So uh, yeah, after I graduated in December, I then went and auditioned for DCC that May. Okay. So there was a little bit of time in between. Wow, yeah. that's kind of a fun story. Yeah. Many people don't know this about you, but Rachel was actually the runner up for Miss America in 2016. So she's a pretty big deal. Oh my goodness. Not at all. Not at all. But um, I would love to hear about how you got into pageants and kind of what that experience was like. Yeah, for sure. I love this question. Definitely not a big deal, but I appreciate it. I'm flattered. Um, <laughs> Yeah, my, I actually was just home um, in South Carolina for our 85th Miss South Carolina pageant. Oh, and it was I so saw that. Good. Yeah, it's just like great to see everyone. And I left just feeling so inspired and so proud to be a part of that organization. Mm -hmm. um, I was our 80th Miss South Carolina, so it had been a while since I'd like really been back yeah. in pageant world. And um, yeah, it was just an uplifting, like really cool to be a part of that sisterhood and to be a forever Miss South Carolina. So um, that experience was definitely... It, it definitely shaped me and taught me a lot and um, kind of refined me and grew me as a human. But it was it was a lot of fun too. you know, um, I think as far as like how I got into pageants, it mm -hmm. really started with my love for dance. Aww, <laughs> so much like sweet. you. Yeah, I just I was a dancer first and foremost. That was like my first love. Um, I started dancing when I was five years old. I remember going to a good friend of mine, her like annual dance recital, uh -huh. and I watched her up on the stage and just felt this like burning desire within mm -hmm. me to be up on the stage. It was like, oh, this is where I'm meant to be. This is what yeah. I want to be doing. Like I want to be performing. Mm -hmm. And so never really saw myself going into pageant I world, did. like didn't yeah. really know much about pageants. Um, so what happened was, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just a girl who loved to dance. My motto was like, eat, sleep, breathe, dance all day, every day. I'm sure you know, yes. you've done it too, but, um, your email was, <laughs> was yes, ballet babe, 95, uh -huh. that was me. <laughs> I was That's that girl. Funny. So, um, yeah, but then, you know, I 
I was a freshman in high school and we had a high school pageant and it was just like the fun thing that all the girls did. My two older sisters were always in it and like all my friends would do mm-hmm. it. Um, and that was just the thing to do in our small town. So I remember signing up, I registered, I wanted to, to compete in this pageant. And uh, the main reason was because there was a talent portion or like a talent component to it. So I thought, great, this is just another opportunity to dance and like showcase this gift that the Lord has given me. Um, So that's really how it all started. And then from there, I ended up winning the high school pageant and then was like, I guess, recruited, if you will, to then (laughs) compete within the Miss America organization um, from some local directors and people. And so, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a crazy journey. Um, But I do think like the main thing that really uh, I learned along the way or like, you know, it started out just, oh, I love to dance. This has talent. Right. I'm going to do it. But then I learned a lot about what the organization stands for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gave me such a platform to share, you know, um, my faith and, and like be the, the Lord's hands and feet. And I just think he's so blessed me and, and mm-hmm. so many of us, like everything that we have is from God. Nothing belongs to mm-hmm. us, right? It's all yes. on loan from him. And he's He's loaned it to you for maybe 80, 90 years max while you're on this <laughs> earth. And so you have to be a good steward of what he's entrusted to you. And that was kind of the message that that was impressed upon me and that um, struck me and made me want to then go on and compete in the Miss pageant. And yeah. Um, yeah, just like a way to utilize really the gifts that God's given me and to be a good steward of those things. I love that. And you continue to do that with DCC too. You're just Thanks. such a faithful girl. Thank you, thank you. Um, so what was it like competing at Miss America? Um, it's just so surreal. Yeah. I mean, it's been around, Miss America has been around, gosh, I think since the 20s. Like, there's just so much tradition and um, all of the girls are amazing. And I really, I had that mindset of like, okay, I didn't get here on my own. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only yeah. here because the Lord wants me here. He helped me get to this place. Right. Um, and so like knowing that and having that as my as my forefront, I think I just went in like, this is such a cool and special and once in a lifetime yeah. opportunity. I'm just going to have the time of my life, meet as many girls as I can, like make friends. And yeah, that's what I did. It was, oh, it was that's amazing. So sweet. No regrets. Yeah. I don't know that if, if that hadn't happened and if that hadn't been a chapter in my life, I don't know that I'd be where I am now. So I'm so right. grateful for it. Yeah. I think what you said about just going in it with like the goal to meet people and to just be the Lord's hand and feet, like mm-hmm. takes the pressure off of things. Like, mm-hmm to win or to do yeah. well in the pageant. And then in <laughs> turn, like God kind of rewarded you in that way by mm-hmm. taking you so far. But um, I feel like the same thing when I tried out for DCC, mm-hmm. I was very hands off in my mindset, like just no pressure. I just mm-hmm. wanted to like grow as a dancer, like mm-hmm. learn something from this audition or grow closer to God and to people. Yes. And that was truly my Um, mindset through it all, which I think really helped me Mm -hmm. be able to do well and not have so much pressure on myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you're going after something so cool and like a dream Mm -hmm. life that you have to keep in mind like what you're doing it for, because if Lord's hands is not in it, like it just... Mm. It's not going to prosper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's not going to prosper. Yeah. No, I love that. I totally agree. And I think your why fuels everything. And when your why yeah. is to further the kingdom of God and to win souls for him and to make a difference in this world, mm-hmm. and um, he's going to bless that. And I've seen it firsthand and um, just, yeah, mm-hmm. really grateful that he showed up in a big way for me because in our own strength, right, we're, we're nothing. Like we can't yeah. accomplish anything in our flesh and on our own. And so when you surrender it and put it in the Lord's hands and say, God, take this and let me yeah. be your vessel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He does some big things, and it it's does. really cool to witness. It is so cool. I um, before DCC was really thinking about going to LA mm-hmm. and had my agent and was ready to roll. I was like, yes. once I'm done with college, that's what I'm doing. And I think I had a huge perspective shift just because for me, like that dream was all about me mm. and somebody. I think in high school asked me this question and it stuck with me my whole life. Like, Mm. okay, that's awesome. That's an amazing dream, but how are you going to serve the Lord with it? Mm. And I was like, dang, that's a little convicting (laughs) because this is all about me and me wanting to be a great dancer and be a famous dancer, whatever. Um, But I think the Lord like purposely changed my course and direction Mm. and DCC gave me that that other side, which you kind of talked about with pageants too, like the platform to serve and 
um, to be the Lord's hand and feet. And mm. I have felt like nothing but blessed being yes. here, just having a purpose behind everything. Um, it just changes it. And it's way more fulfilling than mm-hmm. doing something for my own thing. You know, it's for his Absolutely. glory. So yeah, I totally Snaps agree with that. That. <laughs> that, that. One last little thing that I'll tack on to that. Yeah. It's just a phrase that I love. And I think this can apply. Like, obviously, we're discussing it in, in the world of dance and pageantry and all of that. But this can apply to the everyday person, too. Um, I heard a saying like, your life is God's gift to you. And then what you do with it is your gift yeah. back to God. And so being a good steward, because we all have things, whether it's your intellect or your outward appearance or like your talents and abilities, your personality, like your resources, your finances, we've been given so much and everybody is blessed differently and yeah. in different amounts. But I think when you like surrender that and give that back to God as mm-hmm. your sacrifice and your, you give your life back to him, that's when beautiful things happen. So true. Okay, in a world, I'm imagining, in a world like pageants and DCC, where I feel like looks and beauty are a little bit more emphasized. Yep, just a little bit. (laughs) Where do you find your value and confidence? Yeah, this is such a good question, and it's really relevant. I think where we're at in our culture right now, every single day we're bombarded with the message that outward appearance is everything. It's it's the number one thing, like you should invest all your time, energy, money, effort into the way that you look. Um, and and mm-hmm. we're such a narcissistic culture. We're obsessed with ourselves, like yes. more so now than any other time in history. And it's right. heartbreaking and sad. And it's just a testament to like this fallen, rotten world that we're living mm-hmm. in, sadly. But I say all that to say we've been duped and that's a lie. Like that is not the truth. Outward mm-hmm. appearance is not... It's not where it's at. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's easy to think that when you live in these worlds where, I mean, just scroll through your Instagram feed and you'll, you'll hear that message loud and clear. Like it's, it's on all the billboards, it's in all the advertising and that is what we're told. But, um, it's not the case. It's actually false. Amen, sister. (laughs) It's, it's not true. And I think, um, I mean, we can touch on this in a minute too, but Uh, a verse that I love from Samuel. So this story, it comes from when uh, the prophet Samuel is going to anoint David as king. Mm-hmm. And he's like going into Jesse's house. He's looking at all the sons. And he's thinking like, ooh, this guy's really tall. He looks like very kingly. He looks like he could fit the role. Maybe it's this son. Maybe it's this son. And the Lord's like, no, it's not him. It's not yeah. him. It's not him. And then itty bitty little runt David comes in and he's already coming out from the the fields, the fields where he's been yes. shepherding and and the lord's like okay it's him and samuel's like wait hold up Lord, what it's this <laughs> little guy are you kidding me and the lord says like no no no! i see things differently than how man looks at things like wow the man yes. man looks at the outward appearance but i look at your heart and so that's just a constant check-in for me and something that i'm thinking about and then too when i'm struggling with it or i'm um battling it like i think all of us in this industry probably struggle with that a little bit. Um, I just think about who does God say that you are? And I declare his promises over my life. So just a couple of those to share with you guys. If this is something you struggle with, maybe you could take these to heart. Um, The Bible tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. There is no mistake. (laughs) Like the creator of the universe designed you and calls you fearfully and wonderfully made. Not only that, he stitched you together in your mother's womb. Before the earth even existed, he knew that he wanted to create you and custom design you with specific characteristics and traits and place you at this certain point in time and and in this place, you know, and give you these parents to accomplish this purpose and this plan that he has for you. Mm -hmm. Like that is amazing. So beautiful. When I I sit down and think about that, it's overwhelming. You can't help but feel so loved and so cherished and so special. And in his word too, God calls us his masterpiece. Mm -hmm. Like just let that sink in. Mm -hmm. If you're ever having a, a down day or you're feeling bad about yourself, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're God's masterpiece. He created you and had a plan for you before the existence of time. Mm -hmm. And then see if you're still thinking bad things about yourself. Like it's hard to do. So just declare those promises over your life. And um, that's the best way I think to to combat that. Absolutely. And I know that you have mentioned this story to me, but um, you kind of told me about how your mom, whenever somebody would compliment you and your sisters on beauty and looks and all that stuff, your mom would always come back telling them how beautiful you guys were on the inside. And I just love that. But how do you think being raised like that and Mm -hmm. that example shapes who you are now? 
Yeah. Well, my mom is a gym, first of all. Yeah. Her name is like Karen, but she is not Karen. <laughs> <laughs> we need to like redo the stereotypes no. for Karen and make them sweethearts because that is who my mom is. Yeah. She's the most precious woman. And um, yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> how you're raised definitely has an imprint and has an effect on who you become and who you yeah. are. And so um, I still find myself, and like I said, I grew up with two sisters. So we would frequently get comments on like, oh, I love your outfits. Oh, your girls are so beautiful, whatever it is. Yeah. And my mom, she would every time she'd say, well, thank you. And then she'd look at us and be like, but really it's what's on the inside. They're more beautiful on the inside oh, or, or they're pretty, they're just as pretty on the inside. And like she was saying that to yeah. us as a, you know, and, and I do now when I hear a compliment or anyone says anything, yes. I'm like checking in with myself and thinking, okay, like my mom's little voice echoes in my ears yeah. and I hear that back. And I, I think like, am I really beautiful on the inside? If everyone was blind and there were no mirrors and mm. nobody knew what you looked like, would people still think I'm beautiful? Like, is that, are my actions, uh, am I living out love in a real and tangible way for people? Wow. That um, is so good. Thanks. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> but like on this note too, I want to share, there is balance yeah. and there is another side of it. So like, please don't take this as I'm saying, don't get ready in the morning like don't like all things beauty are bad i love hair and makeup yeah. probably more than just about anyone so oh i gosh, love a glam yeah. moment i love like shoes clothes all the cutie things um but i think it's examining your intentions behind it and like asking yourself okay am i getting ready for so i can look a certain way out in the public eye or like am i doing this for me right and, right. and for me, like when I would go to practice and stuff, you know, a lot of people make comments like, oh, you guys have to put on makeup every single night. You have to be full glam. And it's like, no, I do that for myself because yeah. I dance better and I'm my best version of myself when I take a little time and invest it right. to make myself, um, you know, to enhance my like natural God-given features. Yeah. And I think you can, you can make getting ready an act of worship if you have the right intentions behind mm. it. It's never like, oh, I want to look this way. I'm going to post this thirst trap on Instagram <laughs> to, to try to like make people lust after me. Like right. that's not the intention behind it. It's okay to celebrate your God given beauty. Mm -hmm. God designed women to be beautiful and to be yeah. feminine. And I think like you can celebrate that in the right way, as long right. as you have the right intentions. Wow. That is so good. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wanted to make that point to you. Cause yes. I do love the glam stuff too. Yeah. And she really is like queen of hair and makeup. I mean, we all are, <laughs> asking her tips every day. I'm like, I text you all the time. I'm like, Rachel, what do I do? But it's fun. It's fun to like glam up and do that stuff. And like yeah. I said, when your heart is in the right posture with it and you're going about it in the right mm -hmm. way, it's, it can be yeah. a really good thing. I can tell that you live that out too. Just in the way, if you look at your social media, like, I mean, like to that. be honest, if you haven't seen her, go look her up. <laughs> like Rachel is one of the most so beautiful humans I've ever met. And um, just speaking on the outward appearance of things, like you do not flaunt that in a way where it is like a thirst trap on Instagram. You, you are just like, no thirst traps, no thirst traps. Yeah. No, she, she really is humble in that. But like, I have learned that from you too, that getting ready and presenting myself well is like an act of worship and mm -hmm. it's showing God, like I'm thankful for the day. And, yeah. Yep. Um, I could definitely be better at that. But no, for everyone that doesn't have to be putting on a full face of makeup, no, maybe no, yours no. is like a skincare cream or a beauty yeah. cream or a lip gloss. Yeah. Like you do you, girl. Do yeah, what makes you yeah. feel your best. To feel your best. But I just love that your intention with it is more so on the side of like just making the most of the day and mm -hmm. worshiping God in that way and not mm -hmm. um, flaunting the beauty. Yeah, but yeah. just going back to what you said about it – being more important on the inside. Mm. We had talked about this in our Bible study this year. Yeah. Like we compliment each other so much on, Oh, you look so beautiful mm -hmm. today. Like your bud is a rocking girl. Go, yeah. you know, we do, do. Thing, we are but, <laughs> <laughs> but we talked about wanting to compliment each other on things that are more important mm. than looks and outside beauty. Like um, character and yep. just ways that you are loving people well and, encouraging each other and mm -hmm. i think that is something that we don't necessarily emphasize all the time um especially in this community mm -hmm. um or in this world yeah but it is so important because we do need to lift each other up in ways that like hit deep and mm -hmm. speak mm -hmm. to who we are as people and i just i love what you said about if the if the lights were all off there were no mirrors in the world like would I still be beautiful mm -hmm. if, you know, if we were all blind? Like, yeah. what are people going to see? And yeah. I think that's so 
just something to live by for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. keep that in my head <laughs> forever. It's a good one. Also, I think Rachel is always the first person to shut negative self-talk down. I know that she's helped me many times on days where I'm not feeling as confident or as worthy. And I know you've done that for many other women here as well. But Mm -hmm. how do you think you build other women up and what have others done to encourage you in the same way? Oh, yeah, I love this question. And it's really important because like you said, like that is something that is prominent in just our day to day conversations with each other. And so we Mm -hmm. need to know like, okay, what is a real way that I can build her up that's not complimenting something that's fleeting and superficial like outer beauty? Right. Um, But for me, I mean, one thing that I always keep in mind is like, if you struggle with negative self-talk, examine how you're talking about other people. Because anything that you mm. say or think that is negative about someone else, it could be yeah. something as small as like, oh, she's really getting on my nerves today, whatever. You might as well be saying it to yourself. Mm-hmm. So just take that in and let that sink in and, and like take a look at your thoughts in your day to day. And um, the biggest thing with this too, if you struggle with this, is taking captive every thought. Mm-hmm. It's that verse that. and Paul yeah. talks about like, take captive every thought and make it obedient to mm-hmm. the Lord and mm-hmm. to his word. And um, if you're having those thoughts, whether it's negative about yourself, about someone else, like Capture, capture that thought, toss it in the trash can. Yeah. And then a practice that I've tried to set in place for myself, because listen, I am guilty, y'all. I do this. Like, yeah, definitely have yeah. someone's driving in front of me and they slam on the brakes. It's like, oh, what is this girl doing? Yeah. But um, you just pause. And, and instead of thinking that negative thought or that bad thing about that person, take a second and throw that thought in the trash mm. and try to think of three positive attributes of that person or three good things about that person. Like wow, challenge yeah. yourself to look deep within. Sometimes it's really hard to do that, <laughs> but you got to find three good things and then pray for them yeah. in that moment on the spot. Don't say like, Oh, I'll do it later. As you're having that negative thought, switch it around mm. and pray for them instead. And that will totally change your perspective um, and just give you like a whole different lens on it. And then not only that, like I think, for yourself, you overflow with what you fill yourself with. Mm-hmm. So when you're filled with good things, when you're filled with the gospel and the word of God and scripture, you are going to ooze that out mm-hmm. into everyone you encounter. Right. So I make a point to fill myself with goodness. I am in the car probably 50% of every day. Mm-hmm. And DFW is massive. Like <laughs> I, We are driving everywhere, everywhere. all the time. <laughs> and so when I'm in the car, I'm not just sitting there in silence. I'm not just listening to like today's hits. Your girl, it turns on a podcast and or yes. a sermon or praise music or whatever that looks like for you, an audio book, like fill yourself up with goodness and with the word of God. Um, and that will overflow. Like you will yes. radiate his light. Another like small little tip, which is just a tiny thing that I do, but I think it makes a difference. Um, I have my phone background, like my lock screen mm-hmm. set to an encouraging word or a scripture, a mm-hmm. goal, like something positive, because think of how many times your eyes land on that screen throughout the day. Yeah, That's imprinting upon you and that's having an impression on you, whether you realize it or yes. not. So maybe instead of having like a cute photo of you and your friends or whatever, maybe make your phone background that encouraging word that you need. Yeah. That's awesome. Those are small things. I just keep saying, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So everything you say, like, wow, wow, wow. This girl is full of wisdom and insight and just, I wish I could have your brain in my brain. I'm sure. I'm pouring it out for all of you. So take it. Take it and apply it and use what's good for you. But but yeah. Yeah. I think somebody told me this when I first arrived in Dallas. (laughs) And if your thoughts were projected projected for everyone to hear, would you be proud of them? Mm. And I can tell you, I would not always be proud of those <laughs> thoughts. And then a lot of them are about myself mm. um, and like not as much so others, mm-hmm. but um, I think it's just as important mm-hmm. how you talk to yourself and yep. what those thoughts that are negative and just gross, like they don't come from God. Nope. They come from the devil and he is sneaky and That's sometimes right. he is not sneaky and he just hits you where it hurts because he knows like he is going to get you where you're vulnerable. And, Mm. um, I think that's something that I've really struggled with and having people like you around to just Mm. remind me of those things and even just give like good advice like that to combat those things Mm -hmm. is so helpful. And I think what you said about like other people, like 
I'm sure all of us get mm-hmm. um, annoyed or there's something that happens during the day and you just like, oh, this person is just mm-hmm. really on my nerves today. Yeah. But I'm going to put what you said into practice because I think it really will change, mm-hmm. you know, even the person you are. And I mean, it can fix so many problems and yeah. it can it can save a bad day from being a bad day, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah, it really can. But I talked about this in my podcast with Lexi, like my goal for this year is to just view everyone as a child of God. And mm. what would God have to say about this person? Ooh, yeah. You know, even if I don't agree with them or if I, mm-hmm. you know, maybe don't have the same personality, I would do, yes. choose to do things differently. Like, how does God view this person? And, mm-hmm. you know, he values each and every one of them. And like you said, created them fearfully and wonderfully made. So. Mm not one person is the same and I think viewing everyone in that light really just gives you a different heart posture yes and I know like some of this stuff can sound maybe frou-frou to some people and just like oh like haha that's cute like it's real it works (laughs) no it's (laughs) so it is so real and like I can tell you that I have never heard an um a bad word come out of your mouth about somebody else which is something I look up to because Especially as you must girl. not have been around me. <laughs> no, no, but you just no, you control no. your you control your words, and like she speaks the fruit of the gospel, and obviously we're not perfect at it. So I'm no, sure yeah. you know there's times <laughs> there are times, but trying our best every day to change that is yeah. such a good intention, and I just mm. really I just really love that about you, and I want to be like you in that way. (laughs) I think you are. This girl doesn't give herself enough credit, but you definitely radiate the love and light of of Jesus into everyone that you meet. And you can tell like just from the ways that you invest your time and even just doing this podcast, like that is, it's going to reach so many people and touch so many hearts and lives. So you are doing the work of the Lord. Give yourself a pat on the back. I hope so. I don't know. It just reminds me that like we have a ministry in our everyday lives Mm -hmm. and God plans out your life with meeting certain people and just little things Mm -hmm. here and there. If you're obedient, like Mm -hmm. he gives you so many opportunities to reach people and to, to share the gospel. And like, it is our own little ministry work. Like you Mm -hmm. don't have to be up on a stage to be affecting someone's life. Like it matters with your friends. It matters in your day to day. day. Um, and so that was just really like an encouraging thing for me to hear. Um, yeah, just because I do want to steward my life well. And I think yep. what you said about how you fill your time mm-hmm. and everything is so important. If I'm, I'm sitting on TikTok all day mm-hmm. looking at things that are going to make me more um, self-focused, selfish, um, mm-hmm. just even things that I know are like God wouldn't like. Mm-hmm. I know that in some way or another, that's going to pour out in my life, whether I want to admit it or not, like yeah. subconsciously it will. Yeah. And the more that you fill your heart with those good things and mm-hmm. um, things that honor and praise God, the more that's going to pour out in your life. And I totally feel that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I echo what you said. And just to like mm-hmm. tack on to that, there was a recent poll that came out. Um, I think it was a Gallup poll and it was saying like, the lowest percentage ever of Americans believe there is a God or like Mm. something to that effect. So this poll has been going on for years and years and years. And we're at a place now in our world where fewer people than ever believe there is a God. So like we need this more than ever, these podcasts that the, the just like day to day witnessing and how you live Mm, your life. That is so good. Um, It's so important and so crucial. And, and like this whole idea of stewardship and, using uh what the lord has entrusted you with if you're interested in that or want to read more on that there is a parable i think it's in matthew 25 maybe um and jesus is telling a a parable and it's about like there's this master and he has three servants oh yes yeah so this one is specifically talking about finances Uh but it applies to everything that god has entrusted to you and and put on loan to you Mm -hmm. um so this the master's like hey guys i'm leaving for a long period of time um the master's really wealthy he owns a lot of land has a lot of animals all that good stuff Mm -hmm. and he leaves each person with like a certain amount of money so we'll just say gold for the sake of this because i don't know what 
the exact biblical measurements are. <laughs> um, they're so going to come like, after you. Yeah, they're going to get you. It's actually called a talent in the scripture, but it's like a specific amount. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he leaves one servant with like five talents, one servant with one, and one servant with two. And he's like, all right, peace out, bye, I'm leaving. He mm. goes, um, he's like, okay, use him well, steward him well, here you go. You're going to look after my finances while I'm gone. And then after a long period of time, the master returns and he checks in with his servants and he's like, okay, what did you do with what I gave you? What did you mm. do with my money? Um, and the one servant that had the five talents, he's like, Lord, I invested it. I put your money to work. Here are the profits. And he doubles it. So he mm-hmm. has five more talents to give back to the master. And then the guy who received two talents, he's like, here, Lord, I doubled it too. And, and the Lord says to them, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm so proud of you. Way to go. Let's celebrate. That was mm-hmm. his message to those servants. Then the one servant who received the one talent or piece of gold, He's like, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. I was afraid. And so I hid it in the ground. Mm -hmm. And the Lord says to him, you wicked and lazy servant. Wow. Like, (laughs) not only he says, since you didn't steward well what I gave and entrusted to you, Mm -hmm. I'm going to take this from you and give it to the guy who did invest it well. Wow. So that is a reflection of our lives. One day we will stand face to face with with our creator and he's going to say, hey, Rachel, okay, let's see. It looks like I gave you this, this. Oh, I really blessed you with this too. And I gave you this. I gave you supportive parents, wonderful resources, like all these things. So what do you do in my name and for my glory wow. on earth? Yeah. And you're going to answer to that. <laughs> and that is going to that is gonna dictate like how much you're put in charge of in heaven mm-hmm. and what you're given in heaven to steward. Mm-hmm. So our life on earth is our crash course for heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're living with a purpose. Like this really does matter how you use your time, how you use right. your gifts, because you will answer to your, your king one day. Absolutely, yes. I think about um, the verse that says like storing your treasures up in heaven and yeah. not here on earth yeah. because – here on earth is where it can get ruined and stolen. And I kind of think that of that in a way for myself of beauty and mm. um, how I view myself. Like if I'm putting my treasure in how I look yes. or anything yeah. of that tangible mm-hmm. type of thing, mm-hmm. like it is so easily broken. Like yeah. think about how many times you go on social media and you're like, wow, I don't look like this girl or. Well, Anna Sheehan dress, let me tell you, that thing yeah. doesn't hold up for much. Like you can wear it one time, maybe if you're lucky and then the zipper's going to break or something. But yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I just think of <laughs> <laughs> the truth. So true. If I'm putting my worth in yeah. this earth, it is bound to be destroyed. And if yep. I'm putting it in heaven, no one can touch that. Mm-hmm. It is in God. He is protecting it. He is He is the only one who can tell me anything about myself. Yeah. And that parable is talking about money, but there's so, so many ways you can apply it mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and really how we steward our lives and use the things God has given us. That's it's right. That's so important. Right. So obviously you guys can tell <laughs> Rachel is someone who just has the most positive and like faithful outlook on life and you have always been in the time that I've known you consistent in your faith no matter your circumstance how did you become so strong in that well thank you that is a compliment that that is one of our deep compliments that we should be giving (laughs) to our friends because that is really meaningful and really cool um so thank you but I I have people like in the faith and in their walk with God that I try to model and that I look up to as well so I'm definitely still growing still working Mm -hmm. on it it's a work in progress always but um, I will share, I mean, I was raised in a Christian home. Um, I have two wonderful godly parents and, um, you know, we attended church regularly, had a great community at our church. I even went to Christian school for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I, I first encountered God and like came to know the Lord as my savior when I was five years old. Mm-hmm. So sweet. <laughs> I was um, in big church is what we called it. Like, I, wasn't, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't in children's church, I was in the big church. In the big church. Sitting in the pew with my parents and the preacher was giving the invitation to like come down to the altar and give your life to Christ. And in my little bitty five-year-old brain, like it just, my eyes were open and I was awakened for the first time to like, I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm not safe. Wait, I have to go down. Yeah. Like, this is urgent. Yeah. What have I been doing all these five years that I've been alone? <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny to think back on now, but like I vividly remember that urgent. feeling. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like standing up to my parents like, I I need to go. I felt the Holy Spirit tugging at my heart. But like at that age, you don't, right. you know, you maybe haven't felt it before, so you don't know. Um, and so I'm like telling my parents, I, I need to go down. I need to go down. My mom goes, well, sweetie, your sisters are out of tent. They're not here. Don't you want to wait till they're here? My dad goes, Karen, she wants to go give her life to Christ. We got to go down. How do you do it? So 
Karen. 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 I don't know where my sister Karen. She's like, Karen, what are you saying? Our daughter wants to get saved. Like, let's go. So, yeah, five years old, um, which is, like, not a really touching or moving testimony, but it's mine. Oh, no, yeah. Um, and then I, I struggled with doubt for many years. Like, I think getting saved so young, you know, I would hear pastors preach on, like, okay, well, um, when you're saved, you're a new creation, you're born again in Christ, and you should be totally different from your old self. Like, people won't know that it's even you because you're so different and so transformed. And five-year-old me, you know, or seven-year-old me, right, this one is like, right. hmm, am I the same as five-year-old me? I don't know if I'm really saved. And so I, I, struggled, I struggled with that for probably until the age of, like, nine. Um, and then I rededicated my life to Christ once I had a better understanding. Right. I remember my dad sat down with me and, like, shared with me the scripture about um, – how nothing can snatch you from the Lord's hand. Mm. I think it's in Romans somewhere. And there's a yeah. scripture too that talks about like nor uh, height nor depth, n- nothing on earth, like nothing in this world can um, separate you from the love of God. And yes. so like I finally understood and clung to that and had peace in my salvation. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then, I mean, yeah, I think like time and time again, I've just seen God show up in such big ways in my life. And part of it is because I've been pursuing these really crazy, like amazing things, mm-hmm. you know, competing in this America, like auditioning to be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, which I think not everyone maybe um, gets to experience that, but I've been very blessed and very lucky. And this touches back to like what I shared at the beginning of the show. But in particular, I remember auditioning for DCC, going through my rookie training camp and just feeling so defeated and mm-hmm. so full of fear of the unknown and like really think I was not going to make the team. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, Lord, what, what are you doing here? Like I moved out here to Texas. I'm all alone. I don't know how anybody like, please help me. Please like bring the choreography to mind. Please give me the stamina. Give me the strength to get through the dances because I and my flat, like Rachel yes. cannot do this. I need you to show up and show up in a big way for me. Yeah. And if this is what you want from my life, like, like let it be, please help. Cause yeah. we're, we're running into trouble. Like we're having a hard time. Um, and, and he did. And not only did I, you know, it's funny because like at that time I was just praying, Lord, please let me make the team. Lord, give me uh, what you want for my life. Give mm-hmm. me your best for my life. But mm-hmm. also like, if this is it, please let me make this team. And God is so funny because he's like, girlfriend, not only yeah. will you make this team, you will like be put on the elite group of dancers, the show group. You are going to one day lead this team. You are going to one day be at the very front of this formation. Wow. Like lead in the whole triangle. Yeah. Like what a testament to God's goodness. I could have uh-huh. never imagined or never dreamed. And to some of you like this may sound small, but in our little world of cheerleading, that was a really big deal. Yeah. Um, and I, so like after seeing that and witnessing that and just living that out and walking with the Lord in that way and leaning on him moment by moment, Mm -hmm. I think that really transforms you and and it makes you believe like for bigger things. And now I'm walking into the unknown again, you know, I've retired. I don't know what's next for me, but I'm trusting God to show up again in a big way and and make a way for me to move mountains, to part the sea, like to just be himself in my life and be present. And um, so that's a big part of it. But I will also share for those of you who maybe haven't had that type of experience, like, maybe you've had a really tragic thing. Maybe mm-hmm. you just got a divorce. Maybe you just had a miscarriage. Maybe like your child was taken in a car. I don't know mm-hmm. what your situation may be, but maybe you've had something really terrible happen in your life. Um, and God is still there and he is still in that too. And I want to tell you, like he can turn ashes into beautiful things. Yes. He is the only one and he is the master. Like he is such a pro at that. He mm-hmm. loves to do that, to turn horrible, tragic situations into something that is used for his glory and for your good. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, I think, I think about different instances and like, that's what increases your faith. And that's what makes your walk with God stronger is mm-hmm. seeing him in action. And so if you're struggling with this, or if you want to grow your faith, just pray, yeah. just ask God, God, show me, like reveal yourself to me. Would you, mm-hmm. would you let me feel your presence and just be overwhelmed with who you are and in awe of you? Mm-hmm. Um, and he will, he will never fail you because guess what? He's God and he, he can't fail. Like it's literally impossible for him. It's not in his character. He's never failed anyone. Think about the Bible. Think mm-hmm. about Daniel and the lion's den. Probably like, well, great. I'm about to be a lion snack. And then the Lord is like, <laughs> nope, I'm going to show up for you. And then same thing with the fiery furnace. And like he walked through that fire with those guys. There's so many stories of faith and we mm-hmm. forget. Yeah, like if you'll just take a moment and remember all that God has brought you through and all he's carried you through and how he got you to where you are, um, it's impossible not to then believe him and just give your life over to him. Yeah. Well, she just took us to church. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That was, amazing. that was a lot. That was deep. No, I apologize. No, that like... was amazing. It reminds me of that verse that talks about like in faith. 
God did this. In yes. faith, God did this. In the faith hall of fame. Yes, faith yeah. hall of fame. And I want to be in that hall of fame one day, you know? And mm. it sounds so simple mm-hmm. to have that faith. And mm. why is it so hard for us sometimes in life to really take that leap of faith and that step and just trust God when he is literally the creator of the world? And I always think about this, but he keeps the world <laughs> spinning every yeah, day. Like, yeah. I trust him to do that. Why don't I trust him with this little itty-bitty little bitty thing, thing in my yeah. life? Yeah, and I I totally relate because every um, big decision or yeah. big dream, big goal I've gone after in my life, I have had the most peace with. Mm. You would think I'd be the opposite. Yeah. My parents <laughs> thought I was absolutely crazy yeah. sometimes. Um, and I just knew, like, I had prayed so much about it. I had the peace about it. I knew God was going to take care of me. Yeah. I know that it doesn't always mean things are going to be easy. No. But I know that whenever there's a big decision in my life that I need to make, like, if I have peace about it and I know God, it, His hand is in it, then I'm going to take that leap of faith because I mm-hmm. trust Him with my life and I've surrendered everything to Him. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that time and time again yep. in my life too. And I guess, like, I think God just has his way of working mm-hmm. in our hearts even when we're little itty bitty kids mm-hmm. and running around like yeah he puts himself right there and it's not forced but it's like mm-hmm. if you open that door and you seek him yes. he is just gonna come flood your heart and like it's a little yeah. tug throughout life yep. and um it's just so beautiful that yeah. he it's, has done all this it's amazing and there's a verse too that says like if you seek him with all your heart you will find him yes he does not period he's not hiding mm. you just have to look up like yes like seek him and, and look for him and keep your eyes on him um no that's so good i love that and and like if you are you know just starting out in your faith or maybe you're struggling maybe you're like hey i don't really have this foundation of faith i have a lot yeah. of stuff going on in my life like i can't yeah. be like you crazy people talking <laughs> about um, yeah. like a good starting place and i think truly the foundation of my faith and when i started doing this i saw my faith increase and my walk with god um just grow stronger is keep a gratitude journal mm, when you so start great. each day with gratitude and thanking god like it, the bible commands us to enter his gates with thanksgiving yes don't ask him for anything until you praise him tell him how awesome he is thank him uh-huh. for all he's done in your life and if you're listening to this podcast and you're like well what do i have to be thankful for well girl number one wi-fi because you're listening to this podcast <laughs> or like a cell phone that works i don't know a car that works wherever you're listening like you live probably in the united states of america what a blessing to live in a country where we're free to worship and and celebrate our our king without like worried about you know persecution and Uh things like that that's real there's countless blessings if you just take a minute sit down at the beginning of your day i do this to start like my quiet time Mm -hmm. sometimes it's three pages on sometimes it's like three items on the list Mm -hmm. but just take a moment and reflect remember what god has done for you and not only that thank him for your health for your well-being like for a home and a roof over your head and clean water to drink and i could go on and on absolutely yeah gratitude is huge and when you start building up your gratitude you will realize like all your worries everything else will become so small Mm, so small and just knowing that god takes you completely as you are you don't need to change Mm -hmm. anything about yourself to come to him he wants you in your full self and brokenness and sin like Mm -hmm. that is how that is why jesus died on the cross for us and he didn't die for perfect people he died for sinners like you and me and Mm -hmm. i think just knowing that you don't have to change anything about yourself to to even just start praying to God and to accept that nudge in your heart. Like he wants you completely as you are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the most beautiful, the most beautiful thing. And it's so, it takes the intimidation away Mm -hmm. because I think sometimes we can view it as like, well, I need to change this, this, this in Mm -hmm. my life in order for God to love me. And no, Claire herself would (laughs) not be good aside from God. And I have been following Jesus like for a while now. And Mm -hmm. there are still parts of me that need to be redeemed. And that is going to be the same forever. I will not be perfect until the day that Jesus comes back and, you know, takes us all up with him. But we are never going to be perfect in our walk. There are so many times we are going to fall short and that is okay. And that is why there is grace and Jesus and yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and it's encouraging too. Like if you're if you're curious about this, just open your Bible. Like yeah. there are count the whole Bible is filled with stories of like these incapable, imperfect people who who really were struggling. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of folks in there that I'm like, oh 
man. Um, but, but that's a reflection of us. Like mm-hmm. we are the same way and God uses imperfect people and yeah. some of his greatest works, his greatest masterpieces, like throughout the course of history or from started with someone who, who didn't even know him, who didn't have faith. If right. Like Saul, you know, was mm-hmm. persecuting Christians and then God changed his life and he became the greatest, you know, missionary ever. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so Isn't insane. that crazy? And that happens so much. Like mm-hmm. those stories are the most amazing stories mm-hmm. um, is when you mm-hmm. hear somebody who's maybe been addicted their whole life or like mm. struggled with, you know, sin their whole life and are in this dark place and yeah. God completely redeems it. And I think, you know, maybe for me, I haven't had a really hard life. I think I've been blessed in that way, yeah. but there are so many things that I know he has redeemed me in and mm. like, he'll do the same for you and mm-hmm. whatever you're struggling with and whatever you're going through. Yep. Um, it is so beautiful. And the more you seek him, the more you realize that and the more faith becomes real mm-hmm. and God becomes real. Yep. Um, I agree. So good. So good. I do want to ask you what in all of your journey, <laughs> oh, what's been one of the biggest challenges that you have faced and how did you get through it? Yeah, this is, a question that I have a hard time with because like you, like I just had an incredibly blessed life and God has kept me and protected me from a lot of hardship right, and, a lot, and I know it's coming. Like yeah. it will come at some point. We will face challenges. Um, mm. Right now with where I'm at, if I had to look back on a specific time, it would probably be like that little period of time that I mentioned earlier when I stepped out and moved to Texas. It was scary. Yeah, I was stepping into the unknown. Like I didn't know a soul here. Mm. I was living with this precious host family but they were basically strangers I and mean, mm. I was living with them for the summer like I had no one to turn to but it forced me to turn to Jesus yeah. and to turn to God and like pour my heart out to him and Love yeah that. it was really hard but I, mm. I think I got through it by pressing into God and leaning into my faith and like declaring his promises over my life and just reminding myself of those truths that we talked about earlier yeah, yeah. I had a similar experience I moved to Arizona my sophomore year mm-hmm. um, of college away from my family. I was eager beaver to leave. (laughs) Like I was so excited and it was such a great experience. Um, but there were so many times I felt alone kind of being called to more in my life as Mm -hmm. far as faith. Like God was really calling me to step into that two feet in. Yeah. And I was living kind of in this one foot in one foot out Mm -hmm. place. And I just remember my junior year right before COVID happened, yeah, I felt like not depressed, but just in this place of like, I really don't know where I'm supposed to be lost in a yeah. way. And it was really hard. I felt like <laughs> very alone, but I had been praying for community, a community mm-hmm. of girls. And I specifically remember praying, God, I need a community of girls who I can relate to. Yes. Um, I didn't specify dance yeah. or anything, yeah. but it was like, I just want a group of girls that can relate to where I'm at in life because I really, I really want to go two feet in with you. And, Mm -hmm. um, that is hard in college, especially at ASU where partying is the, like Mm. the name of the game there. A Um, lifestyle. (laughs) It is a lifestyle, but I just remember when I first landed in Dallas feeling so at home and I was shocked by the Mm -hmm. people here because it is such a competitive, um, environment DCC is just Mm -hmm. like talent wise not necessarily like people wise but I was shocked that people were so open about their faith one and (laughs) so sweet and I remember like going to dinner with my dad the first night and people were praying at dinner and I hadn't been around that in a long time and I was I felt so at home I was like wow this is an answered prayer Mm -hmm. and I think that every single day I I thank God for that because there was a time and place in my life where I didn't have it. And yeah. I've realized how community matters so much. Yes. And like the fact that he's blessed me with girls who not only love Jesus, but they love to dance yes, and girl. they can relate to me on so many levels. It's the biggest blessing in the world. I and love that you mentioned community. Like that is so crucial. I know you and Lexi talked a little yeah, bit about that we last did. podcast. Mm-hmm. Having people to hold you accountable and to ask you how you're doing in your mm-hmm. walk and having to say like, actually, you know, I haven't, I haven't been great or whatever. It really does motivate you to just keep going and having those people alongside of you is what keeps you just strong. I feel Mm -hmm, like. mm -hmm. It's Um, hard to do alone. Yeah. So true. 
My last question to you before we wrap up is if you could give advice to your younger self, something you wish you would have known then that you would have wanted to know now, what Mm -hmm. would it be? Ooh, you're hitting me with the deep questions. I'm sorry. (laughs) I like this one too. This is a good one. I mean, I'm going to keep it simple and this might sound cliche, but like it, there is a foundational truth and and a realness to this. I would tell myself, don't worry so much. Mm And instead pray. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it recommended to do in the Bible. God says, don't worry about anything. Mm-hmm. I don't think he could have made it more crystal clear. Yeah. There is nothing in this world mm-hmm. that you should be worrying about because does worry accomplish anything? No. no. Does it change the circumstances? No. It eats away at you and it just destroys you and makes you a, a, a lesser version of yourself and you're, you're pining away worrying about things that are out of your control. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do? It doesn't change the circumstances. It just makes yeah. you feel really bad. <laughs> don't waste your time. Like if you're a worrier, don't do it. Uh-huh. God tells us in his word, like I take care of the birds. Yep. That's I always close the, the flowers. Like girl, I'm definitely gonna take care of you. You are my yeah. child. Like you, I mean, yes, the birds and the flowers are his creation, but they're not his children. Yeah. He's going to care for you so much more and provide for you and meet every need. Like think about when you go to your dad, if you're someone that has mm-hmm. a, a great earthly dad, like I do, I never have been hesitant to ask him for something or think about like, Oh gosh, I don't know if he can deliver. Like think yeah. about your heavenly father and how much more, like he will do that tenfold for mm-hmm. you. You just have to ask him for it. And, and you don't need to worry because God has already defeated the enemy. Like he's already, he's on the throne. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, just these little worries, these little things, like there is a lot and life is a lot and it yeah. can be hard sometimes. And there are legitimate things that you may be tempted to worry about, but stop what you're doing. And instead of pining away and talking to yourself about it, turn and talk to God about it mm-hmm. because he cares. He yeah. cares about even the teeniest, tiniest details of your life. He does. Well, this has been absolutely amazing. Um, I feel like I'm going to listen to it on repeat because I need to be reminded of all the things that you said. It was just, there's so much wisdom and you can just tell God is working in your heart every single day and just you're living out the fruit of the gospel and it's so inspiring. And I think so many women are going to hear this and be so encouraged and just have so many takeaways and I, I encourage everyone to write it down because I'm about to write it down. I'm going to go back and listen to this a million times, but I'm so, so glad that you were able to just come on this and even more thankful that God has just placed you in my life and that I have people like you to, to help encourage me in my faith. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for having me on the show. And to anybody listening, please know like we are praying for you actively and we're thinking of you um, and I hope that this has a positive impact on your life and it increases your faith and your walk with God and Claire you're amazing I love you and <laughs> so grateful for our time together love you all right we'll see you later guys Bye.